Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. All right, so Chad, Chad talking about himself, right? He said he's great at everything, obviously. Good, good. This dude made the announcement he's going to box. Who you like? You like Chad slash Ocho or the field? Because he hasn't made the announcement who he's, uh, who he's fighting. He's confident, I believe. You believe in Ocho? I'm, I can't wait to watch, yeah. Okay, who you got, Tony? I'll second that. You're very confident. So I think, yeah, it is half the battle. Sports half. is mental sometimes. Half <laughs> of the battle. I know girls get on the field confident against y'all, and they get their ass wore out, don't they? Like, you my dude, Ocho. I just, I, 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 I got to throw it out there. Confidence is that physically you have to go out there and do it, though. But I think his confidence will help him also physically prepare to be where he needs to be when that fight comes. So is, is too much confidence a thing? If you're not willing to prepare. If you're so confident that you're arrogant and you don't think you need to prepare, then you're preparing to fail. But if you're confident and smart and hardworking, <laughs> and look at him, look at him. That's him. <laughs> confident and smart. We're going to see that after. <laughs> Them teeth like that, they still going to be sitting there. <laughs> you know, you love his teeth. Yeah, his teeth nice. I don't, I don't want him to get knocked out. And if they do, can I have it? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've been fighting all my life. How much is it going to cost for, for us to get like an HOA patch on you? I'm Adley Patch. Can we be a part of the marketing team, the brand team? Yeah. All right, bet. I like that. We, yeah? I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we had to fight to get a meal. Yeah. Wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team. He got to eat, you know. Spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to like the wooden wheel straight up. But in the past bag. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. Do you guys get a sneak peek of the mental health capsule collection? Typically what we have, our color palette, is neutrals. Why we added color is when Brandon and I, when he was playing in the NFL, we had a foundation called Project 375. And the reason why we named it Project 375 is that's the national color for mental health awareness, is Pantone 375. So um, we kind of coined the term crazy stigma green. So what you see here is crazy stigma green for um, House of Athlete. That's awesome. Oh. Look, feel, touch. I'm tie-dye's in right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the tie-dye queen. This is cool. Like, you know, ask me how I'm really doing because it's such a superficial question when you just like, hey, how are you? You're not it actually is. maybe expecting an answer, but like yeah. you want to actually see if people are okay. Yeah, I wanted to have it be intentional so that when, when people wear the clothing, mm-hmm. somebody would actually go up to them and say, how are you doing? And if they're like, oh, I'm good. And it's like, no, no, no. How are you really doing? Yeah, like, like I want to know. Yeah. So I want to be, I wanted to be intentional and I want the people who wear the clothing to um, prompt those conversations and feel vulnerable to be able to share that, mm-hmm. you know? And when will it be available to everyone else besides us VIPs? Yeah. <laughs> so the collection actually is going to come out today. Awesome. So you guys do have a sneak peek. 
firsthand um, before anybody gets to touch it and feel it. But it'll be available online and in store. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Thank awesome. you. It's such a cool collection. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I think it's near and dear to a lot of us sitting here, not only us on set, but you know our crew as well. Um, so many people watching. On our show, one of the things that we just stumbled across was like this, these check-ins. We tried it, and then we felt good about it and resonate with people. So let, I want to do a check-in. And what we, what we do is, where are you at 1 through 10 on these, in these three areas? Mental fitness level, where are you at 1 to 10? 1 being, you know, help, right? Where are you at from a business perspective? You know, a lot of us athletes, we're doing things off the field. And where are you at uh, personally? Cool? I would say mental fitness, probably a seven. Business, maybe like a six. Um, and what was the other one? Personally. Personally. I would say like an eight. Mm. Why you say Why you say business six? You know, I think just because a lot of my time has been so focused on soccer that only recently I've begun to focus on life after soccer or opportunities while I'm still playing. Right. I'm just kind of excited to work on some projects that I'm currently in. And I think, you know, there's a lot of room to grow in that area. In terms of, of, of business, you mentioned you were so focused on soccer, right? And uh, all of us have, have played professionally and we've gone through our own things. When we played, everyone told us, look, you focus on football. We'll handle all of this. And a lot of us didn't have the, the business acumen, you know, all that different stuff. And we focused on football. We were trying to win a Super Bowl. But yet, I think still, you know, you, you have to at least kind of peek at it, right? You have to peek at it and start to make certain plans. You have to look at it the same way you look at an opponent, you know, especially if you're coming up on, you know, retirement or the next career. You view it as you view an opponent. Well, they say business is sport. Business is sport. And, and it's, a, it's a competition too, right? Uh, but you have to, like Belichick used to say, and I have to get better at it too, and I say it what he says, do business as business is being done. You know, we all got to get better at that. But I think that six is okay. When I played, I was a six. I didn't put all my focus into business. But when you're done, you know, leading up to that, you have to be seven, eight, yeah. you know, and then just try to grow from there. I appreciate that. Al? Yeah, I think for me, it's hard to separate the soccer part right now, our careers and the business after. I think always swirling in my head is, you know, this is the second year on a two-year contract. I'm 33. If I were to get injured, what are my options? You know, my partner lives in Sweden. That's where my home is. Do I want to be there? How much do I want to be invested in in this team? And I've moved from Sweden to Orlando, not knowing what happens next, not knowing really anything. And and I think I'm not sure where that falls in with the the personal or the mental fitness or the business side, because for me, it's all so entwined. But I do think that having met Brandon, having met Tony, I feel like my options now for what I want to do after are starting to, my opportunities are growing and that excites me. And that gives me a little bit more right. of a sense of calm, having this cooking show, a cookbook, doing a show on just women's sports, interviewing my teammates. I think I'm, I'm starting to create a base, a foundation, 
but I love soccer. I want to play it as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's also that balance when we're, you know, doing our show and putting all this energy and hustling to try to make more money because we don't get paid a lot. But then is that taking energy away from the training and being prepared for games and the sleeping? So it's all, it's all such a balance. So I think in terms of my mental fitness, that's probably where I need to grow to be able to handle all these thoughts and, and my energy. So I would say, yeah, I'm probably around, around a six, if that, just because from it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think I'm relying a lot on my support system. You know, my mom is here and that helps me a lot. But I don't know if everything were to crumble tomorrow, if I were to have a career ending injury or, you know, if if I wasn't having a steady income, I'm not sure. I think I've been really lucky to have had this long career. Well, I mean, mean, you just said uh, 20 things that we can dive deep into. Way deep. I would point now. <laughs> the pay gap in sports between women's sports and the male sports. I mean, you talked about so much. So really quickly, mental fitness, you're at a six. Personally, business, are you just saying, because you said it's all intertwined. Yeah. But you're so you're saying six overall. I think, I think I'm probably feeling better about the opportunities maybe on the business side. So maybe that would be an eight. I feel, I'm feeling more prepared, but I'm still with the mental fitness and, and my my personal growth and how I'm handling everything is probably a six because right. I'm not sure how much to dive into the business side versus focus on my, my soccer, my current career. Here's what I always, always said. I feel like you said it, you know, it's a lot to think about and handle. And we got to know that we are more than athletes. LeBron James says it all the time, uninterrupted in their platform. They do an amazing job, but there comes a time where you have to real, where you realize that and then you have to figure out what's next because this, the game can be taken away from you yeah. like that. So I always say to the younger guys coming in, it's like, take care of the main thing, you know, because if you come in and you're worrying about business and all the other things that come with it, with this, with the platform, then you're not going to be that all pro athlete. You're not going to be the best version of yourself on the pitch, on the field. When you feel it's right, that's when you transition into business. But that could look so many different ways. That could be an internship. That could be shadowing somebody. So you know where you're at in your career. And if you feel mature enough and, and, and like your career is in a good place that where you can start building out your team and taking on more, then do it. You know, because say you play until you're in your mid-30s. Athletes are doing that now. You still have your life ahead of you. What are you going to do then? You're still young. And then you wasted time while you had the most, the biggest platform, the best platform to actually introduce who you are off the pitch, you know? Definitely. How do you, there's a distance between you guys, right? Just curious, how are you able to balance it, especially the long distance relationship with everything else you have going on? Is it easy? It's really hard. I think we had a couple of years practice. He was in Sweden. I was at Chelsea in London. And then I was in Bayern Munich um, in Germany. So we had a couple of years practice, but then I was at least still in Europe. But now coming over here, it's really hard. But I think, I hope that, I mean, I have his support. And then when I am trying to build something in a future that will be our future eventually. And I think that goes along with what you were saying. It's so important to, I mean, I'm making a huge sacrifice by not being with my person, but I'm doing what I love and hopefully building 
getting money and building something for later when we are together and, and networking. So hopefully when we, you know, wherever we reside that, that I can be doing what I love, but it's, it's really hard, but I, that's, I, I'm sure you guys agree. You know, we love, we're so passionate about what we do and, and being a professional athlete, I think is the best job in the world. And, and I'm lucky that he understands that, but you know, and, and he didn't want to move over because his life is in Sweden and, and it's hard, but we have to. You see how difficult what you just said? Yeah. He didn't want to move over. Yeah. So at what point do you guys make that sacrifice or who's going to have to make it? Does that mean you're going to have to relocate? So we want to settle down in Sweden eventually, but it's again, going into what this life is like. I don't know how many years I'm going to be playing. We are hosting, I play for New Zealand and we're hosting the Women's World Cup in 2023. So I can't miss that. Right. But, um, it's kind of like you have to take it year by year, even day by day. And I think that's what also is hard in terms of mental health, not having stability. And when your con our contracts are so short, not really knowing what comes next and when we will live together. So it's a, it's a constant conversation. It changes day by day. We're just three games into the season, but I hope if it goes well, I could stay and he would consider coming over for at least a few months of the year. But I think he needs to move here. I'm Why sure. You call him? I yeah. Can you guys give him a job? Can you call him? Can you call him? Lucas, you need, you need to be here in the States because the opportunities yeah. are galore, okay? We're thinking long term here, Lucas. <laughs> long term. <laughs> in the NFL, the average uh, life uh, career span is three and a half years. And you mentioned uh, instability. What is it in, in, in soccer and what's the average age? It really depends. I, I think. think in terms of instability, I think just the amounts we make, the fact that you can be like waived at any time, yeah. traded at Does any time. Does it happen a lot? Yes, a lot. Can we so stay right there? Stay, hold on, stay right there because she talked about, because that happens in football all the time where we walk in the locker room and none of us really had to think about this week to week or year to year. But you walk in the locker room and every week you're going to see somebody with a garbage bag, we, like the black garbage bag. Because they came in, someone said, we're going to cut you. And then now they're out. And then someone comes in literally 30 minutes later. They take the name play, uh, tag down, put a new one in, and that's his locker. And the same number. So, like, do you guys see that? Like, can you, like, I feel somebody like people have found out they've been traded on Twitter. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. crazy. It's like, what? Uproot their lives. And again, we're, the, the amount of money we're talking about, what is the... I think, like... One third of the women in our league make $22,000 a year. How many games? Huh? Exactly. Like uh, below many, poverty line. How many games? Uh, 20, about 25. To yeah. 25 games? Nine, traveling? $900 a game? I'm not good. I'm not good at math. 22,000 would be $1,000 a game. 25 games would be down. A, less than $1,000 a wow. game. Wow. You can make more at McDonald's. For an entire year work and it's really hard to be doing anything else because we're training during the day and mm -hmm. have meetings gym so that's so that's what, your what about housing does the team provide yes like so at least that's, a 30 that's new so every year so luckily tony is our player rep for our players union Let's which go is tony. amazing and that's what we're fighting for is having a cba and every year the league has improved its conditions Good. so i think it was last year last season that the league had to provide housing or housing stipend for every player. And this year, I think it was to provide housing for every player. Throughout the duration of the yes. season? Okay. Yes. And we just got, like, I think it was 
last year or the year before that where because previously we were only a six month league so we were only being paid for six months yeah only getting housing for six months they recently just changed it to where now we're getting i mean housing for a year paid for the entire year well, it's the same salary stretched out for 12 months but housing for a year how long how far do you think you guys are you guys are away from where you want to be uh, the WNBA also has this problem about equality. A thousand soccer years. Soccer is soccer wow. is global. We, global. This guy's making six figures. I mean, hundreds of thousands of pounds a week, and we have women who are under Ooh, the poverty line. You gotta be because he has it. But I was just gonna say the pay gap, and um, the most you know known person that talked about it is Megan Rapinoe. She always talks about the pay gap from. Um, men's soccer to women's soccer. And I think soccer is the closest thing to where the women and men, and you can see the fans in the stands and you can see the World Cup, like it doesn't go down. But like NBA to WNBA, NBA games, 20,000, 15,000 season ticket holders. And you watch a Minnesota Lynx game or one of the WNBA games, there's 2,000 people in the stands. And my saying is you eat what you kill. If you bring in a billion dollar TV deal. If you bring in, uh, you know, a hundred million dollar deals from these different sponsors, then you'll get paid more. And I'm having two great professionals here. Like explain to me why I'm wrong with that. Where if you don't bring in the money, there's no money to give out. So I think there you have to look at what is the investment into us? Are we given the exact same conditions? No, don't take money. We saw what happened in the NCAA what the women were provided with, what their gym looked like, what the swag bag looked like, what the no, food looked like. No, explain A lot like. of people may not see it, so let's not assume. Explain Okay, what so we're lucky in this era of social media right. that there was, I think it was a player who... Posted the gym. Posted the gym on TikTok and compared the men's gym in their bubble in the NCAA, in the March Madness, in the, final, in the tournament, and the women's. And the women, it was... Like, terrible. Yeah, that was bad. It was this room with weights, I think, that only went up to, I don't know, 18 pounds or something like that. And a couple of yoga mats just on a table. And that was it. And their food was like chicken bologna sandwiches. Oh, they should like, see that part. The food oh, yeah, part. the food. The food was foil. different? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, men had full-on, like, buffet-style, okay. like, filet mignon. And the women had, had like, just these... deli sandwiches. Like, yeah, had a in, a, in a... Like a um, box lunch. Wow. Foil container. I didn't see that part. I just saw the facility. Yeah, and then the swag they got was a t-shirt and a hat or something. The guys wow. got all this. The, the difference playing Orlando City, Chelsea... Women's, is there a difference in comparison as far as pay when you're playing in Europe as opposed to here in the States? So that brings up a really interesting point. Unlike the men's side in a lot of sports, the women's side, the salaries aren't transparent. So I can only go off what I myself have earned, but I actually don't know. And this is another thing that is pretty controversial, but I would argue that it is a business that it would help us, it would empower us to actually have our salaries be public. I know it would, it would be hard. And that's the whole thing about the women's sport that because we don't get paid a lot, you take everything so personally because you're doing it. You love it. It feels like a family. But if you were to put those salaries out there, you'd be able to show not just the gap between women and men, which we know exists, but it would be pretty mind blowing, but also between the women that some women are getting paid so little and some women are getting paid more. But in terms of the facilities, I have to say that Orlando City and we're the Orlando Pride. They have invested. We're lucky we have this owner. And I, I would say Tony would know better than I do, but we have the best facilities and resources probably of most of the teams. And I 
my experience so far has been almost identical to at Chelsea, Chelsea women. Right. But there, it was nothing like the Chelsea men. I want you to finish your thought there because that's a big conversation. A lot of times, I mean, I feel like that's surface where it's, well, we just signed this deal with ESPN or Fox and it's a billion dollar deal. So that's going to fund a lot of what we do, right? Yeah. But you talked about the conditions are just, are we giving the investment? Right. So I want you to finish that. So I think starting with the college game and the NCAA makes so much money. It's not related to which sport brings in more, you know, they're funding everything. And so to see the women be so underfunded and underprovided in this tournament, I think was eye opening for a lot of people, but nothing new. And then you look at just the way that our games are filmed, the angles that are shot, the way the commentary is, you look at there's no global standard for the women's game. When we go to FIFA World Cup tournaments, the men fly business class, we fly economy. They have single rooms, we have double rooms. So my ask would be put the investment in, forget the salaries. I understand that argument, even if I don't agree with it, but put the conditions, give us the chance to at least perform and live on that level and then see see if the fans come, see if people want to watch us. And it might not be exactly the same, but at least it would be closer and it would be more fair. So I think we're a very long way off of asking for equality. The U.S. women's national team has a better argument because they have put the statistics up. What they bring in is comparable to the men. But otherwise, I understand that we don't have that argument. But I would say, at least treat us fairly. Women who are playing in the NWSL, one of the best leagues soccer leagues in the world should not be their income should not be less than twenty two thousand dollars for a year what, what's your average attendance on a yeah that, i've only played three games here i feel like i mean pre-covid and um just allowing like full capacity i would say we probably got like ten thousand ish twelve thousand that's actually great and some teams i think yeah average like about Portland, 11 they, yeah 15 yeah get so many fans it's wild See? See, I feel like and, and we had this conversation, what was it, season one, long yeah. time ago, and you went wild. You, you're getting the toned-down version of Channing right now. <laughs> he doesn't have on his white jeans tonight. He, he was like, <laughs> uh, you went you went wild, but I thought you they, they were going to crush you on the internet. It is what it is. But, but my, my thing is, I feel like there should be an investment from the men's sports, the men's leagues, until women's leagues are in a a good place, right? Because when you talk about investment, it's like, you know, make sure that you guys are giving us the opportunity to entertain people. Give us the opportunity to highlight, you know, the individuals in sports, right? Like, because that's what you fall in love with as well is like the characters like Ocho Cinco. Like, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I don't know if I'll be, be watching the, the Cincinnati Bengals if it wasn't for your name. Like, you're the face of that franchise and everything you did there for years, you know, brought in fans from, Around the world, right? So do you guys even have the opportunity to tell your own stories and, you know, like what we say in football, take our, mat, our, our helmets off? Because, like, you don't know the football player because we have our helmets on. So you're falling in love with the team instead of the player. And uh, I feel like you guys obviously have no uh, headgear on, <laughs> but we don't know who you guys are in your story. Yeah, would you say that there's a platform for that? Probably more now than I think before. so. I think... Like you said, like more men's teams should have women's team. I think we're very fortunate and lucky that we are affiliated with an MLS side, Orlando City. So I think just having 
the buzz around that it's like just carries over to us and that we're able to there our social media is great yeah with, that's a big part yeah and i think they're so helpful in helping us utilize our platform right. in this current moment let me just ask quickly fred let me just ask quickly fred before we we move on and this is my point and i don't want to hurt nobody's feelings i'm sorry nba is a more exciting game than WNBA. It's faster. The guys are taller. They dunk. They throw alley-oops. Like, in a, in a WNBA game, if you see one dunk, you're excited. Is female soccer and male soccer, is it the same speed, the same excitement, the same... And I don't know much about soccer. I told y'all that before. The same scissor, scissor kicks. <laughs> the same, you know, the, the, the stuff that I see on ESPN yeah. Top 10. The SC all Top the thing, 10. You knew all scissor kicks. All that <laughs> stuff, because I like to see a do a backflip and all that, like a little one of them do a backflip and kick him in. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but is it, but let school me. Like, it, it's, it is pretty comparable. It, is it's, is, is the are, speed of the game the same? I would say it's pretty, pretty comparable. Yeah. Considering the investment and the coaches we have when we're growing up, the facilities we have, I would say what we've done as women in this sport, considering how little has been invested in us is unbelievable. The game is so exciting. I think the World Cup in France 2019 really showed that. It had like the the viewership was off the charts. There was records I think comparable to the men's game. So I do think and I, and I I don't know a lot about the NBA or the WNBA, so I don't want to get into that comparison, but I just think that we're not playing against men, so to get excited about the women's game, I hope is something that it, we just don't have to constantly be compared. That our game can be enjoyed for what it what looks it like when we yeah. play each other. But yes, there are still scissor kicks. There are bicycle yes. kicks. That's the doing backflips. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, no, no. Can you do I, a scissor I'm kick? I'm talking about humans. I just like to see a human jump up in the air and kick the ball and do a backflip. I just enjoy stuff like that. There is that. And oh. if you've seen Marta, who's bicycle Tony's partner, kick. play, I think you would be so excited. She's one of the greatest athletes, greatest soccer players across the board, male or female. And I think watching someone like her play would just, that's where, when you talk about having a platform, I, I think, what is it? Sports, ESPN and Sports Center, it's like 3% of their coverage is about women's sports. Wow. So no, we don't have the same kind of platform to tell our stories. We don't have people seeing the same kind of highlights. But luckily, because of social media, we have Highlight Her, we have Just Women's Sports. There are finally outlets pretty much run and funded by women who are finally putting highlights and exciting, you know, information about women's sports out there. And hopefully then the brands, the men's teams, the male owners, the male allies will get involved and start investing. But I would, I would say that women's soccer is just as exciting and intense and we're doing the same things. We're practicing the same number of hours. We're running the same distances as our male counterparts. I think they give, they give you a better understanding. Yeah. What, how good, how good Marta is. So take, um, use basketball, for example. So take Kyrie Irving, for example. You get it? Yeah. Skill-wise, excitement. Feet work, create his own stuff, give him the ball, let him do what Equivalent. he can. So you would have to actually enjoy the beautiful game to understand the woman's side and who each is individually. You know, obviously, again, like this is important for so many people, and it's, it's something that's near and dear to our heart, you know, may... Mental Health Awareness Month, where we're at in the mental health community is where the cancer community was 30 years ago. So much stigma around it, and it's a taboo topic. So obviously you sat with me, she walked you through what she was doing, uh, but she wanted to come out and gift you guys. 
And um, for me, me, <laughs> oh my gosh! Hi. Okay. So we have the hat and the tie dye socks, as well as the mental fitness supplements that we have at House of Athletes. So I went. I got some for all of you guys. Don't feel left out. But ladies first, okay? And let me see. Go. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. Thank much. You. Thank you. This is awesome. Of course. Great. Great. Presents for everyone. I need a big hat, boy. I need a big hat. Chan, you need to take the supplements. Who's that? Can I put it in, can I put it in wine? No, Fred need to take the supplements. I'm going to take the supplements, hey, bro. plant-based. There you go. Plant, oh, plant-based. Plant we got to get based. there. Appreciate you, Meek. Thank you. Thank you, Thank baby. you. Thank you. Hope you guys love it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Mental health matters. Uh, actually, Ashlyn, that's her little t-shirt. She says yes, that mental health and matters. And she's waiting for that um, House of Athlete in Orlando. When's that going to happen? We're, We're ready. All waiting. We're, we got, we'll we got all the, be there. We got working. the whole team excited about it. <laughs> Lake, Lake Nona. Lake Nona. <laughs> no, um, no, mental health matters. It, it touches all of us. There's um, maybe a little over 320 million Americans. Um, and almost 100 million Americans are personally affected. So us telling our stories and diving into it is everything. So because as high performing athletes, we deal with so much. It's like, how do you deal? How do you perform at a high level when you have so much going on? You know, your family, business and everything around you. But no matter what's going on off the pitch or off the field, your ass better go score a goal or keep somebody from scoring a goal and or catch a touchdown. So. We got Chef Nancy uh, here, <gasps> and yeah. um, Chef Nancy. <laughs> here you go. Thank you, Chef. Plates are heavy. Um, Wanna put it down? Oh my! So we got gosh. Chef Nancy here, but this is also, I mean, this is a, a good little segue because you talked about being a six in business, and one of the opportunities that I believe you were referring to was Girls Gone Veg. Woo! What the hell is Girls Gone Veg? Yeah. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. And Chef Nancy. And- <laughs> She's going veg right now. We got Chef. We're all going veg right now. For, uh, I don't know how you're going to take this. Go ahead. I'm listening. But it's vegan. It's who? You do this. <laughs> Chef Nancy, you it's tell them vegan. after. You tell them after. It's jerk jackfruit tacos. Jerk jackfruit, jackfruit tacos. tacos. Tell them it's pulled with pork. The, with the cashew crema. It's all vegan. The chips are uh, grain free. Okay. So maybe it'll help you get ready for June 6th. Okay. Oh, oh, well, Chef, you want to be on this team? Yeah, I'm on his team. Well, because, uh, I mean, from a nutrition standpoint and then also make weight, I don't know, you know, what the the limit is, but you're going to need somebody cooking for you because that Ocho versus Science Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Nothing is changing. Nothing is changing. So what's the, what's the weight? Like, what's, what class are you in? Or is there, One, 190. How much you weigh now? Damn near 200. So you're going to need chef, and then we're going to cut out the McDonald's. I'm going to break, I'm going to get it down, because I've been in the gym like an idiot trying to put on, I just, I'm just going to stop. So you're going to stop lifting the way you've been lifting, and you're going to cut out McDonald's. No, why would I cut out the... The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. So this is the thing on our show. I don't know if you guys have been following us, but we have like a it's damn near movement. Ocho versus science. <laughs> and I'm and winning. So this is a great example because now he's talking about, you know, he's going to go box somebody and he has to get in shape. He has to perform. Right, yeah. So where are you guys at on this Ocho versus science thing? I know where you guys at because yeah. this is a great way to talk about girls. going to I personally think for me to perform at my best, I need to feel properly. Um, I feel like for you, you seem to know what works for your body. So maybe you're just the exception to the rule. Mm. Right. Well, 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 who made the rule? Mm. Who made the rule? There is no rule. Who you made the rule? Me. What happened to that list? I, I feel like maybe there's like a general consensus out there to perform at a peak level, at least in soccer. We're going to need the carbs. We're going to need protein, however you get it. Just clean um, your amino acids and such. I don't think I could perform on McDonald's. I'd probably be out there have sweating you, out grease. Have you ever seen a minister society? Probably not. Oh, so there's a part, there's a part in the store when he's interrogating you gotta watch it. old dog and he say, you know you don't up, right? <laughs> get her, Chad. Listen. Get her. My, get my, my, get my, me. My entire career. Before, before games, I ate McDonald's. After games, I had McDonald's. Practice, I had McDonald's. You are going to be great as you already are as a nine. Oh, well, now I'm a center back. I used to as be a nine. center back, yeah. regardless of what you put in your body. I would be real heavy. You'd be what? I'd be real heavy. Not with all that running, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. What do you order at McDonald's, may I ask? Breakfast? Or lunch or dinner. Everything I want to know. Breakfast, hotcakes with sausage, sausage egg McMuffin, and a large OJ. Lunch, two cheeseburger meal, depending on how I'm feeling, Coke with no ice. Or dinner, a little bigger, Big Mac, extra cheese, no f***ing onions. Again, with a Coke with no ice. But how frequent is this? This was, when I was playing, this was four days out the week. Any veg, wow. other veggies on the side, or this Veggie was just what? okay. <laughs> Are you having steamed broccoli? Sorry. Like, is, well, and then he's going home and <laughs> roasting his cauliflower. You already told us what we're eating. Um, like what it, what it tastes like, Chan? You know, Chan is the one that he, he's the tester. And then I need him to taste. Played it beautifully. All right, he, you know, he wanted to taste. Looks amazing. How is it? 
Come on. This is amazing. <laughs> it is, bro. It's amazing. He don't want to try. Chan, you know Chan. Listen, I'm telling you, that's why I did jerk, so I could give you the jerk on, chicken feel. Look at his face, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Chef Nancy gave me a damn four mica taco. I'ma eat it. Mermaid ass, I'ma eat it. I'ma eat whatever Chef Nancy put on this damn meat plate. Chef know what the hell she I'm doing. telling you, just taste it. Come on. I got the recipe from, a, from a vegan chef friend. And it got a, it got a, it got a chicken texture. This is amazing. Just no fat. You won't taste no fat. So you say this is vegan, chef? Yes, it's jerk, uh, jerk jackfruit. Oh my gosh! It's That's really cilantro good. and uh, um, avocado. That's avocado. Yeah, and cashew. Uh, the Jamaicans eat jackfruit. Jackfruit, what Jamaicans eat, right? Um, some a lot of islanders, I believe, eat it. How is it? Oh, oh he didn't try it yet. He's looking at it. He, bro, you told me to eat this. Uh, pick up the snake. Hey, what's the what's the green stuff? <laughs> uh, guacamole. Fight your fears. Ocho, fight your fears. Come on, man. You can do it. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the spice is so good. It's frowning. Come on, come on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He knows he likes it. No, he's a meat eater, so I got to see what he, you know, how he feels. He tastes like meat. It's so good. What would Hurricane P say, P say right now? Say what this? What's this bull right here, though? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> he's still chewing. This is good, man. He don't like that. That ain't your deal. <laughs> I knew he was gonna stay on brand. I knew you. You gotta understand what he's like—a a little uh, genius marketer. So he's gonna stay on brand, bro. So like, eat bro, the chips, bro. Nancy. It's unbelievable. It's so good. He's not a veggie person, though. But thank you for trying it. You get an E for effort. Cut. Look at his face. Ladies, what y'all think? Because girls going veg, you know, we need to, you know, that's when we talk about business and what you guys are doing off the pitch. How did Chef do? 11 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. The texture of the jackfruit, it's like just like pulled pork would be. <laughs> It's spicy. Not for everyone. Hey, hey. Chef, you know what this is? Stay with me. This is called a project baby. (laughs) You know what a project... (laughs) Y'all know what a project baby is? You know what a project is? What the projects are? Yeah, like, yeah. Government housing, Uh but what you see in... You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we call this. I'll make it up to you next time. I'll give you something real meaty. Why is it making me tear up? What's that? That's a jerk. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your body ain't ready for veggies. <laughs> Boy, you that unhealthy? This is ridiculous. Oh, it ruined his night. I'm trying to get that taste out of his mouth. This is unbelievable. Bro, you eat McDonald's for 20 years? And then you get a jackfruit taco? You mess you up? All right, I got something for you, though. Dessert. It's a chocolate chip cookie. It'll taste that that uh flavor. Okay, there we go. Cookies. <laughs> yeah, we go. Cookies. Mm-hmm. With lots of chocolate chip. Tell me how you feel about that. <clears throat> Let me get one of those too. You know, I love those cookies good? you make. Oh my god. Is it good? <laughs> oh, damn, boy, you never treat chef like this. 
replacing everything. What's this? <laughs> Do you see it as a chocolate chip cookie? What Sorry, you Frank. You can't even taste it, huh? It's something different. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> So they are these amazing chocolate chip cookies that Tony and Allie make. They made them. Oh. Look, look, look. <laughs> and it's different. they're vegan. Oh, that's why it's different. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. Because, are they good? Yeah, I get Chips Ahoy from Publix. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I warm, it, I warm it up for like 10 seconds in the microwave mm. with milk. But the diff- I mean, it's vegan. So. Is it good though? Yes. See, how is a cookie vegan? There's no meat in cookie. <laughs> tell him, tell him. Okay, so there is no dairy, there's no butter, there's no eggs. How the hell y'all make it stick together? What y'all got? Flour and. Secrets. So, obviously, this is one of the things that you guys taught me how to make on Girls Gone Veg. What was the inspiration behind Girls Gone Veg? Allie and I met a year ago and quickly learned of our mutual love of cooking and creating in the kitchen. We thought it would be a great idea to work on a cookbook together. Um, Ali has so many amazing recipes already and I have some as well. And um, we're just going to combine them and collaborate. And then, um, you know, just in meeting you and offering to help us and create the show Girls Gone Veg together. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what, it's kind of in the works right now. The show Girls Gone Veg. Um, still working on our cookbook, of course. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I mean, Tony's such an inspirational athlete and woman and breast cancer survivor. And when I met her and she introduced me to her vegan diet, and I had been making a lot of recipes, but not vegan at all. But I had a bunch of recipes and then she kind of inspired me to make some small adjustments to make them dairy-free and learning about the environment, the impact on the environment, learning about animal welfare. I just thought, why not if I can make these small adjustments to my recipes, especially so I could eat with my friend and make something that she could enjoy? Why wouldn't I do that? And so when we realized that between the two of us, we had hundreds of recipes, we thought we've got to make a cookbook. And then Brandon comes in and, and says we should do a show. So again, mixing our love of food and sharing food and cooking with then having a guest on almost every episode and getting to know them and share their story. Again, you mentioned we don't all have a platform to share our stories. So this over food to get to know our guests and to allow them to share their story while also hopefully getting giving people a chance to get to know us was kind of the perfect opportunity. I have an idea. Another idea. Yeah, I think season two of Girls Gone Veg, y'all should get Ocho on a yes. show. Yes! And ha- like convince him. Convince that could him be the or whole sh- show could be us trying to trying to give him food that he would like. You know what's what's funny is my favorite, a very good matter of fact, I should FaceTime him. Cristiano hmm. has been trying to get me to eat healthy since 2007 when we met. You don't trust him? Hold on, didn't he just? Chef, thank you so much. Bye. Oh, <laughs> Am I taking these or leaving? But anyway, on, on the health thing, he's how you guys are, strict, no going out, no, I'm, we're complete night and day, night and day. And the problem is when I used to go, well, I haven't been able, COVID messed everything up. I would see him in Madrid every year. I would go to a game every year and we'd wow. go to dinner. we go to dinner 
and it was bad. <laughs> well, we do enjoy food. We do have cheat days and stuff like that. It's not oh, always so you, like you do have cheat days. Oh, hundred percent. Not cheat day from being vegan. Right. But like they're like there's this really cool place um, who does like vegan like buffalo chicken sandwiches and vegan burgers and it's like oh that's not cheating because that's not cheating because the v word is still in front of it but like it's like something I normally wouldn't eat so it's like a cheat day I'm gonna have a burger and that's why I asked you about the Ocho thing Real Madrid your relationship with Cristiano that's why I asked him about Spanish but that's another thing what what your platform where can we find your show? Where can the people find your show? So we'll be on the I Am Athlete uh, YouTube channel. Fridays at noon. Fridays at noon. Let's go. You mentioned that you guys just met a year ago, right? And in the NFL, and I think we, we mentioned it briefly, things are like interchanging so rapidly. Guys are in and out, in and out. It's hard to really get those friendships, sustain them. And, you know, and, 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 and have those friendships three, five, ten years or whatever. Yeah. So what happens if, you know, you go to another team or someone's released? What happens with the show? We're still going to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I feel like we'll figure it out somehow. Cross that bridge when you have to. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I ask that is because in professional sports, and we sort of mentioned, alluded to it, like just a little bit, things move so fast. Friendships and those bonds are like they're they're easy to make but hard to keep. Definitely. Because someone can be in another locker room in, you know, two, three days a week or whatever, whatever it may be. But if you're committed to, you know, uh, helping people understand, like people like Ocho, you know, helping people like that, I think. Uh, I, I'm, I understand. I'm very receptive to what you guys have going on. I'm listening. Uh, I, I tasted it. Um, but it's just something that. When it's not broken, there's no need to fix it. And I've, I've functioned one way for 50 years now, and there's no need to try to backtrack and try something new. What y'all got against me? I just want to hurt the cute animal. Like, no, like, is it really about seeing an animal and, not, and eating that animal? 100%. Now it is. When I started, no. But now I'm just like, I can't differentiate like my dog between a cow like I see the same thing like I wouldn't eat my dog I wouldn't harm my dog you also felt a big difference in your performance that yeah, was also absolutely. How so when started. I first became vegan in 2016 I noticed like a huge gain in my performance I leaned out I was sleeping better I recovered better um and I was like oh like, this is like a, a real deal thing. Like, there's something to this. That's not science, though. That's not science. That's not science. So, Ocho versus science. I like it. I like it. I mean, I see it all the time. It's all about people knowing their body, what it takes for them to perform at the highest level. Obviously, science and these scientists that say everyone should take this in order to perform this specific way. I mean, I just don't buy that. And most of the time, either you got it or you don't. Let me ask you, ladies. I have a daughter. I have a daughter. And what I've heard y'all say today about female sports, like it, you know, I know I have my opinions of it, but it, as, a, as a dad, as a girl dad, it hurts me. Like, what would you tell girl dads like myself about female sports? Because you telling me and my lowest salary ever, ever was $250,000. You're telling me that I'm going to push my daughter I'm going to put all my resources into my daughter. I'm going to give her trainers. I'm going to give her all that stuff, nutrition and all that, 
for her to go make $22,000 a year? Like telling a, a my daughter's eight, telling it, a, a, a dad of an eight-year-old girl, would you tell me to push my daughter in y'all's direction? I mean, if it's what she was passionate about and it's what sparked joy inside of her, why not? And we're fighting, our generation right now is fighting, talk about mental health and, and business and pressure. We're doing everything we can, not only to fight for ourselves, but to make it better for the next generation. That's why Tony is part of the player union. So that when your daughter is able to go play in college, and then if she wants to pursue a career and get drafted into this league, that it will not no longer be a 22000 minimum salary. Because before the minimum was what? Like $9,000. So it's not great, We're, but we've come a long way and it will continue to grow, I believe. But, but that was my thing, like, because I tell them, because these dudes, I say, we said it all the time, they were way better than me at football. They, they'll probably all be in the Hall of Fame one day. If they put me in the Hall of Fame, everybody's drunk. <laughs> but I was playing for money. All I did, grew up, you know, saying grew up rough, didn't handle money, single mother, three kids. All I wanted to do was get the NFL money, get me a couple million so that I can settle, you know, be settled for life. As a female athlete, like, do y'all have that thought that let me go into the league, let me get five, six million dollars and be good? No, it's like I love soccer. It's what I'm passionate about. I can't see myself doing anything else right now. This is what I want to do. There's no nothing. Nothing attached to the monetary side of it? No, I think if we can have successful careers and build our platforms, then other opportunities arise. And we have players you see now with social media be, being able to be influencers, getting certain things paid for, getting products. Not that many are getting opportunities that are paid. Hustling. Yeah, but it is changing and it is getting better. And you mentioned Reagan, Megan Rapino. You have someone like Marta who is out there speaking their truths and arguing for what we deserve to be paid and how we should be treated. And something like a CBA can help so much with what the minimum salary should be, what kind of facilities we should have, that we should have doctors at our games, that we should have physios at every single team. And I think a big thing is if people like you in this room can help us change the culture. You mentioned your view on the women's sports. You know, it's not the same as the men. Well, it wasn't that long ago that people thought women shouldn't be able to vote. We've got to change the culture. We have to break the pattern. And then maybe in the future, we won't be having this conversation and it will be, yes, the women's, women's sports is exciting. Women can do whatever they want, whatever aspect of society, because they are equal members of the society and should be treated and paid as such. But we've got to break that culture. And that's why I think, like you mentioned, we need our male allies. And I think with public figures like yourselves, if you can help us with that, it would also change the landscape so that your daughter would have more opportunities than we ever had. <laughs> Two. Two. Give me three. <laughs> your energy changed from season one to season like now, though. That was, yeah. That, that, it. Well to said. put what you said with my daughter, with that question. It, it it starts to make my old curmudgeon country ass think about it. When you said it as as a black man, that what Jim Crow to women voting to now the progression of the world, it should be there. And I'm I'm yeah I'm a country dude from you know from the woods. So then one more, one more. I'm telling you, no, I asked you to swing me. You just swung me. Should we end the show? Now you spoke about the draft. What's that process like? And do you think if you guys, much like the NFL, it's a big thing and it just recently happened, right? 
um, do you think that'll help your sport? If it's, you know, all over the TV, if it's sort of hyped up? Yeah. What is it like, though, that process? Um, when I was drafted, I had to follow on Twitter, and I didn't know that I had to refresh the screen. So I'm watching. <laughs> I saw the first one go, and I'm waiting. I'm like, are they are refreshed? I almost missed my own draft. I didn't even, you know, and now it's on TV. They invite, I think, a few of the top draft picks that they know are going to go early. But otherwise, I think it's, no, it's streamed online probably. Yeah, it's streamed online. So yeah, I think the whole thing surrounding women's sports, again, we talk about salaries. Forget the salaries. If everything's surrounding it, treating the draft like the big deal that it is, right. treating our games, the commentary, the broadcast, how they speak about us, the angles they show of us, the commercials, all of the excitement around it, I do think it would convince people, you know, it's like all about what you advertise. People suddenly want to buy. It could be two of the same products, but the one that you invest in, the one that you advertise, the one that you market, it's how you treat a product. And that's what I want to see in women's sports. And I know we always focus about on salary, but something as simple as the college draft. If you had commercials, if you had it on TV, if you treated it exactly the same as maybe at least the men's side. I know the NFL draft is such a big deal and that's really hard to, right. to compare that. But all of that would help us so much. And again, it doesn't just have to be salaries. It's like how you treat us, how you market it, how you package it, the investment. It would change everything. We've been fortunate the past, the past two weeks to open this guy's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't bad. But what I said to you, you eat what you kill. That's where, that's where salary caps come from. And that was my point where the salary cap is 85 million in basketball and all that because of the we're, fact that they're pulling out, in billions. We're out in a jungle or wherever you want to say where there's nothing to kill. So how can we eat? Mm, no, mm. There is something to kill. We haven't been you're, given you're, any, and your legs are cut off. So how also are you going to catch Ever anything to kill? So whoever's marketing for MLS, why can't they market for y'all? Great question. And that's what I'm like. It, yeah. it's people it, to see the value in, we what, need that. in our product and, and what and, we do. And that's my point. Is it because, and that's why I asked you, is the game as equal as it should be to make the same money? Do y'all look at, because you're associated with the Orlando men's team. Like, well, not associated with it, but y'all are both in Orlando. Yeah, we're the same club. Is your game just as entertaining as their game? Yes. Honestly. Yes. Speed. Excitement. Yeah. I just think it's important to appreciate our product for what it is, even if we can't run as fast as men can run. We're not playing against other men. When we're competing against each other, it's just as exciting because our speeds are comparable to each other. And I know because of the culture, because what you're watching has been men's basketball, men's basketball, men's basketball. So when you're watching women's basketball, you're comparing it. But if I haven't watched a lot of men's basketball and I watched the final four and I was watching Stanford, my alma mater, and I was, my mind was blown. I was like, I want to grow up and be a basketball player. I forgot that I was 33 years old and a soccer player. I was like, I want to grow up and be a basketball player. I was so inspired. I had nothing to compare it to. I wasn't watching the men play. I just saw these amazing athletes. I thought it was fast. I, I mean, maybe I didn't see a lot of slam dunks, but that, that didn't affect my, viewing pleasure because I didn't see a lot of slam dunks. I saw incredible women and their stories. And I thought the production quality that everything was so good. And I was so inspired. So I think that's where we need to move towards. We got to embrace, embrace it all. 
Yeah. No comparison. Now, I, now I'll tell you, men. that's what I do. That's what I do. I compare. Where I see LeBron go down, throw the ball, do a 360 and dunk, and then I see a layup, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, that's, I think so many people, so many men have the same feeling that you do. But I think if we could move away from that and actually get to know these players from the college game to the professional game and understand who we are and watch the game and appreciate it for what it is. And again, I think a lot of that comes from what I'm saying about how the production is, the advertising, the hype around it, that also is probably a subconscious part of it where you're like, I know LeBron and everything he's done and I know these guys, I know how much they're making and I know he has these advertising sponsors and all that stuff is also in there. So that's also affecting you when you watch the game. If you had all of those same things and watch these women go out there, I think you would be more invested. But we need to get that. So... Um, we, we brought it up earlier. We're talking about your, and you say partner. Can we say wife? Yeah, she's my fiance. She's your fiance. So y'all are going to be married. So like, yes, I want to say fiance, wife, like that partner thing. You kind of, so your fiance, Marta, and y'all are a woman, woman couple. Mm-hmm. And Why are you laughing, Allie? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just think of like a two humans, but yes, they are a woman, yeah. woman couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, it's... it's it, it, what did you call uh, Lucas earlier? You said like person, my person. Yeah, my person, partner. I just kind of take gender out of it. So what is it? Is it here, kitty, 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 kitty? <laughs> I know. I'm going to get into that too now. I, I, I want to set it up. My first... Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because yeah, cause I tell you, I tell you, 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 you're a wife and you have a wife and me and my wife get nasty. Okay. We get after. <laughs> we do it all. I get in the lake behind the house, and she catches me like a fish, and she drags me inside. Like we've been married. We we celebrated That's our a new story. Yeah, we celebrated our tenth year anniversary last week, and we've been together. Married ten, together thirteen. You got to spice it up. And I throw all the cayenne on that thing. <laughs> all the jerk. Yeah, yeah. Our, our safe word is pineapples. That's when I put a leg too far back, and her hamstrings about to snap. <laughs> But <laughs> I can't. <laughs> she said, "Ooh, I talked to Lucas. You want me to talk to Lucas? <laughs> I let him know how to do this thing. I don't want my hamstrings to snap. Okay. Well, yeah, she needs. She needs stretch. those. We need those. Push it to the edge. Safe word. Yeah. Hey, you gotta have a safe word. Pineapples works because if you yell pineapples anywhere, people gonna look around. Pineapples. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Okay, I'm interested to hear this question. Yeah, what? what's the question? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So just like, go, We always go left. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's weird because in an NFL locker room, homosexuality is looked at differently. And we were talking before the show and we did research where you, Al, as a heterosexual female athlete, they assume you're a lesbian. And as a football player, that taboo, like, I don't know if you heard about Michael Sam... And he was in the league a while ago and he was a homosexual male. And like a lot of guys wait till they leave the league. Like, how's the dynamic with the female athlete side of being lesbian and the male thing being so, you know, we call it machismo and all that stuff. Like that dynamic of what we went, we went through and now y'all being in an entirely different locker room and it almost being the other way around. Like, can you speak on that? I mean, I don't think I've given much thought to it, but um I mean, there's really no difference. I mean, I think it's just a very accepting and inclusive environment. There's no taboo. I think men are brought up in this culture where 
they're expected to be like manly and like all of these things. And it's like, no, like being a man is whatever you want it to be. I think being a woman is whatever you want it to be. I don't know where these like rules and expectations and definitions come from. I think trying to like be safe and keep people excluded from things. But I think in our locker room and our team and every team I've been in, like it's been totally great. But that locker room dynamic of we're all, we're, we're playing, we're grinding, we're on the, you said pitch a couple times and that got me. You don't say pitch, mother. You trying to, you trying to tend to them. On the football it's, pitch. It's grass. It's you're more pitch. They say pitch over there. It is the pitch. It's yeah. the pitch. So, so probably say field so here pitch. more, but yeah. So you're out on the pitch. You're grinding together. Your team. You're trying to win. And all of us, professional athletes, y'all are still playing. Y'all still grinding. We all old. He, y'all think y'all can play still? I know I can't play. I'm fat. But then the the I guess the taboo part, like you said, going into the locker room, showering next to someone that is physically attracted or could be physically attracted to you. You see what I'm saying? How is that dynamic with now you're in a locker, you're, you're in a shower. It, are they, is it separate? How is, how is the dichotomy? How does that go with the homosexuality and the heterosexuals and all that stuff in a locker room? Because y'all are together so much. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I just am there to shower. Like, <laughs> simple yeah, as that. I don't know. I think I'm just there to do my job. I don't know. I think I don't really use that time to kind of be outside of my job, if that makes sense. So what I hear you saying is in the in women's sports, it the locker room is more accepting and inclusive. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I feel what Chan is saying because I had a, um, a teammate uh, in college who was gay and we knew it. And um, when he would go into the shower, all the guys would make a noise. It'd be like, uh, cold blue. Cold. They would, everybody, think about 80 guys in the locker room saying, cold blue, cold blue. Rrr, 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 rrr. Now, so I understand exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, it, it, it's not that immature in the National Football League because there's a couple guys usually where, I don't know if you guys had that, but it's like, I don't know about that guy, right? But it's so deviant in men's sports to, 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 to deal with that daily. You understand? I mean, we talk about mental health. What does that do to know, someone's mental health? that makes me really sad for a, a guy who maybe would struggling and honest like, yeah. about who he is, but right. is worried that 80 guys are going to be screaming code blue and he just wants to clean his body. Right. I, I guess we're lucky that we, it's not even anything I think, think about. I think that's why it's hard to answer these questions. And I think it also shows again, why I think women athletes and especially our colleagues and, and the women in this league, how amazing we are and why I think we should be invested in and be given this platform because we are so accepting and we want equal opportunity for all humans, whether that's, you know, social justice for everyone. And I think this is one big part of it is the LGBTQ plus community. And and yeah, it's it's just nothing that that right. we we're there to right. do our job. We're professional. We have a married couple on our team who just adopted a baby. We have fiancés. We have another couple, and they're completely professional. And it's it's nothing that I ever think about except how happy I am to be 
on a team with them and how proud I am when I do see them using their platform to help anyone out there maybe struggling or needing a role model. And that's what these women are doing. I think it's, a, it's accepted, though, in society now. So- I don't know. I society think- in the locker room, though. Ocho, society in the locker society room. Society is accepted now. But in sports, as far as male figures are concerned, I don't think they can handle the pressures of being open like that. Right. Yeah. NBA, MLB, uh, foot, you know, NFL. I don't think anybody can handle that pressure right. and, and be able to perform and then being uncomfortable around your teammates. I think that's why so many hide about it. Was there ever a guy in the locker room you were like, man, I think. No, nah, no, nah, nah. I didn't pay. I, I was too busy cracking jokes. So I, don't I know. know. I said, I know. Oh, you say you know? You knew a couple guys while you was playing? Yeah, because I'm the funny laughing dude, and I'm not going to say any names because they're not out, and I won't out them, but dude flat out told me because I'm be i the dude that'd be like, hey, bro, I got three bad ones coming over. Come up to the room. (laughs) And I did it about about four times to him because he was my my sweet mate. Yeah, he's like, enough is enough. He was like, no, not today. And the fourth time, he was like, Crowder, man, I don't want to talk to those girls. And he just kind of looked at me. And I was like, I was about to say his name. I got you. Didn't treat him no different. Wow. But I got him, though. I understand what you're saying. Wow. I understand what you're saying. I got you, bro. And that's what a lot of, I was 19 at the time. That's a lot of 19-year-olds can't do. But that's wild because you in college was a wild boy. Yeah, yeah. And for you to actually, you know what I'm saying, behave that way or respond that way is, is almost like counter- to what, you know, your perception was. And I'm glad I did it now. To be honest, at that time as a 19-year-old, I looked at it as, I don't have to worry about him stealing no girls from me because he doesn't want a girl. So now it's more women coming my way. (laughs) But as a grown man, now I appreciate me (laughs) bringing him in. I don't want competition. Like, if if, if it was one team in the NFL, they win the Super Bowl every year, so we can go out that way and be be good to go. I I wanted to ask you, Tony, Playing with your fiance. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife do real estate together. And that's not, there's no pressure. Like, oh, we, we miss out on this duplex. Who gives a damn? We're going home to raise our kids. Y'all are playing at the highest level. Playing on the field, being on the field with your fiance. Do, you, do y'all have to separate work and home? Do y'all, like, what's the point? Like, if, if, if you miss something... She misses a shot. You you miss a block. You let somebody pass. You're like, do y'all set that aside at work and go home and enjoy it, or does do those things cross? Yeah, over? I think there's definitely a good separation. You know, work stays at work, and when we're at home, of course, you know, we want that to be about our time together away from soccer. Um, we do like talk about soccer and the game and maybe performances and stuff, but I mean, it's also nice that we don't play the same position, so there's no competition there. Um, but yeah, I think we're really good about separating it. I mean, after, like, if we ever lose a game, it's not very fun at home, but um, I how think that's that? pretty normal. How is, how, how is that after y'all mm-hmm. lose a game? It's tough. I mean, you, we never want to lose a game, right? We always want to win and be successful on the field. And um, I think it's, like, one of the worst feelings ever. And um, so when we get home, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's quiet. It's a little angry, but... You know, just kind of got to quickly forget so we can focus on the next game, you know. That's awesome. So uh, <clears throat> I want to just say, uh, you hear my voice? It's a normal voice. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Don't give them the sexy voice. They don't want that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I, I think it should just be about hygiene. 
I think men have to learn to drive between their toes. That's probably more important. Drive between your toes. A lot of guys don't drive. Put the towel between drive each between hole. your toes. You're a grown man. That's air drive, Fred. That's air drive, Fred. That's air drive. That's toe jam. Air drive. Oh, he like feet this thing. So let him explain himself. That's toe jam. Y'all grown dudes, drive between your clothes, man. Did you guys wear sandals when you showered? In the locker room? Yes, for sure. Shower shoes, sandals. I mean, some days you might not. You know. That's how you get weird stuff. That's true. But what I'm here to say is. As I got older, you know, that was important to me. Drying between toes was important to me. Freaky. No, your people ain't teach you to dry your feet. They didn't. Y'all reach down and go between. Hell no. Absolutely not. You don't dry your toes? No, I like put the towel down. And I'm like, okay, but not in between. Man, I put my big ass feet up. I do my toes, my ears, behind my ears. Do y'all do behind y'all ears? Yeah. Y'all do inside y'all ears? Like just go like that? Like a Q-tip. You have the uh, underarms, right? Yeah. You hit everything. Just not between the toes. Between the toes? You hit your toes? I get a manicure, pedicure. You know what I'm saying? In between, when you, when you dry off, do you go? Do you, no. dry you don't dry between your toes. You just dry the general foot. My belly button smells like a homeless person's. You have to clean your belly button. I don't clean my belly button. It makes, it tingles my, it tingles my endoids. Get indoors. some like alcohol and just. It tingles I'm all my indoors. When y'all, you when it, you, you have to do it gently. But when you reach inside your belly, but it doesn't tingle all your indoors. No. You would just do it gently. Oh yeah, I can't do that. It's, then yours is probably damn. really dirty. How do you know it's, you just go like this sometimes and just smell? I got an any any. I got an any. Then you really need do to you clean ever it. Ever sit there, put your finger in it, and go like this. Obviously, he does. He knows how it smells. Do it now. Do it now. Show us what you do. I put my rib tank top sometimes, and I dig in there, and that joke will come out. Oh my goodness gracious. I'd be like, who is that? So, okay, so why don't in the shower, next time you're just there with the soap, the bubbles all over you, just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I rest my belly button stick to my finger. But you have soap there. <laughs> I'm feeling I got to eat with that. So now I got to grab a chicken wing with the stink finger? Mm-mm. Nah, man. You're not showering good. I know. You yeah. got to... How you <laughs> the rib tank top. We sorry. We 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 we. No, we, no that show is worse than ours. Oh, it is. Yeah, women. Oh, girls okay. Gone bad. I'm gonna check y'all. Oh, they're wide now. open on the show. Yeah, no, they're they're talking oh, about. Okay, you gotta watch the show. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. It ain't. It, you know, it might not go all the way here, but you know, they they they. It's definitely it, something. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta watch you it. Go land the plane. <laughs> you landed the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess the best way to say that is, yeah. you know, we said this in season one. Men, get your ass checked. <laughs> no, seriously. You know what I mean? Colon cancer. We didn't even dive into that part uh, of your story. You know, diagnosed with breast cancer a couple years ago and, and kicked his ass. Kicked his ass. I mean, just no one's immune to everything, right? Yeah. Just, uh... Being an elite athlete, that's what I thought. Like, nothing can touch me. Like, I'm good. And then, you know, got the call like, hey, like, you have breast cancer. And I was like, oh, God. Like, totally, like, shook my world, rocked everything. And then, yeah, just trying to grapple with that and figure out, you know, my next steps and and wondering if I could still play soccer. And But thankfully, just uh, everything worked out and I was okay. And 
feel very lucky and fortunate, you know, when so many people yeah. are not. Yeah, there's, I mean, what, 36 million Americans, maybe 40 now, you know, diagnosed, affected by cancer. I think that's the big C is scary for so many of us. You know, what advice would you give to family or individuals that's going through it, you know, because of your journey? There are several words of advice. I think firstly, just to anyone to get checked early and often, you know, so often as women, we're not told to get mammograms until we're like 40. And I was 29 when I was diagnosed. Wow. So if I didn't have the wherewithal to kind of be in tune with my body and know that something wasn't right, who knows how long it would have been until I, you know, went and got checked or gone to the doctor. I think too, if, if you have a loved one or a friend going through any kind of cancer, breast cancer, whatever it may be, just be there and try and be a support system for them as much as you can because it's it's challenging and it's a tough time. Thank you. Appreciate you okay. sharing that. Sometimes we don't got to have a, a out and something funny. Sometimes it can just be serious. Chan? Why are you looking at me, mother? There's five people around here. Because I wanted that right there. <laughs> <laughs> we had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he got to eat, you know, despite the skills. Keep it riding for the fam. You got to like the wiggin' wheels straight up. But in the past bag, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah. And my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.